Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. 403-974-8255 is a number here. 974-TALK. You have the stories to get to uh, in our time remaining. But again, as I said, I want to turn our attention to certainly a, a delicate and a controversial issue. This is a big problem in India. And I think people can see that. There's a story from CNN from just about a month ago where it talks about a group of activists who have gone undercover to expose India's illegal sex-selective abortions. And just to look at that child sex ratio in some of these countries. So, yeah, there's an issue in India. So what happens then when people immigrate to Canada from India? Does some of that get carried over here? And previous studies indicate that, that there is some of that. They're not huge numbers, but problematic. Now, some new research published this week in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology Canada sounds a bit of a pessimistic tone on this problem in the sense that even when women have been here for a long time, maybe some of this belief persists. As the Globe and Mail puts it, fewer girls than boys are born to Indian women who immigrate to Canada, a skewed pattern driven by families whose mother tongue is Punjabi, according to a new study. One of the most surprising findings of this study, published Monday in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology Canada, is that the preference for boys does not diminish, regardless of how long women from India have lived here in Canada. Now, one of the uh, authors of this says, quote, it's counterintuitive. We know the longer immigrants are in Canada, the more likely they are to align to the host country. So some surprising findings in a way. I want to explore this in a little more detail. Joining us on the line uh, here today is Susitha Wanagaratne, who's co-author of this study, a postdoctoral research fellow at St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto. Uh, Dr. Wanagaratne, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, give us a bit of an overview here of how you go about measuring the, the extent of something like this. Sure. We, uh, we used um, uh, population-based data in Ontario to look at this. We used um, immigration data that was uh, um, basically including all immigrants to Canada, or sorry, immigrants to Ontario. Um, and then we were able to link that to hospitalization data. So basically we have data on all Indian immigrants who um, came to Ontario in a certain amount of time. And then we, we were able to stratify by whether how many uh, children women had, so whether they had a previous girl or a previous boy. And we found that um, uh, Indian immigrant women who had two previous daughters had double the amount of um, uh, sons as they did daughters. And we only saw this after after this um, after the women that had two to um, two daughters. We didn't right. see it after if they had two sons or if they had one son or one daughter. Interesting. Yeah, just looking at some yeah. of the numbers. So w- these women who had already had two daughters gave birth to 192 baby boys for every 100 girls. So that's a rather distorted ratio, isn't it? It is, yeah. The, the usual ratio is somewhere between 103 and 107 in the general population. 
Right. What, so it's, it's definitely higher than, um, than normal. Now, this, this would also suggest then that there's this desire to have uh, a son and favoring that over, over having, having a daughter. And it's not something that diminishes uh, if, if these, these immigrants have been in Canada for a long time. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, we expected to see that with time, um, you know, immigrants uh, would immigrants from India would begin to value their daughters and their sons equally. But yes, we found um, even after ten years that the um, ratio did not diminish with time. Uh, and so, what what kind of conclusions can we draw from from this data then? Um, I think uh, well, really, what this. Um, speaks to to us as researchers is is about gender equity and I think the community we had community partners uh, with us on this project um, that suggested that you know uh, it's a small portion a small number of women um, who feel that they uh, must have a son over a daughter um, and there's some um, you know the the community partner suggested this is related to patriarchy and um, and and just uh, like a, a cultural um, cultural values that do place a son over daughters, um, and so we, we are we are seeing that here in like a small proportion of women. And I think um, what this means for you know healthcare providers and perhaps healthcare practitioners at large is um, how how um, gender equity can be uh, promoted in this community. What can be done? about that and, and um, you know, uh, some of our future research is, is looking into that, how, how, what the community thinks about um, these skew ratios and if there's anything that can be done to, uh, to try to alleviate them. Well, and, and I guess when it comes to an issue like abortion, though, uh, obviously we, we have a system in Canada that recognizes a woman's choice uh, and, and doesn't necessarily question that choice. So how do we balance these competing needs? Uh, well, I mean, I agree with, and I think that, um, you know, women do have the right to access safe abortion in Canada and, and the reason shouldn't be questioned. And really, we did this study to, you know, to um, try to get at gender equity, which I think is important, um, important work. And, um, and and that's, you know, that's where we came out from the study. It's, it's not really um, about abortion. It's really about gender equity. Right. But does that suggest that maybe women are being pressured into having abortions? Um, I mean, we need to do some more work on on figuring out what sort of pressures uh, women are feeling and who and who those pressures are coming from. But for sure, that's an important part of what we're going to be doing next is is understanding this finding in some greater depth. Right. Well, what what kind of a response does this does this necessitate then? Uh, well, I think from I mean from a researcher's perspective, from our perspective, this involves you know um, doing more work with the community to understand um, how they uh, feel about these findings and if they feel that anything sh- should be done about them. I mean, in the, in the Canadian context, I think it's um, you know there are uh, I think as a as a country we do value gender equity. You know, gender equity is. Um, manifests in different ways in different communities and in Canadian culture at large. This is this is a problem in, in a different way. Um, but I think I think uh, yeah, we would like to address the gender equity uh, parts of what this uh, what this study suggests. Now, in terms of the the numbers themselves, I mean, does it give us an indication of how widespread this is? Um, well, um, this this finding is kind of a follow up study for something that um, was published last year as well, and 
and there were two papers published last year, and there was a study that was um, using uh, data from across the country, not just Ontario, and we did find um, um, bias ratios uh, um, after two females in the Indian immigrant community in Canada at large. Um, so in that way, it's um, it's an issue for um, Indian immigrants across the country. Um, but again, I'd like to um, just reiterate that it's, you know, a very small number of women um, mm-hmm. that get to that stage, you know, where they have two, uh, two daughters and they feel enough um, pressure to have a son. Yeah. Um, more so, so it's it's a small it's a small uh, group of women in you know Canada at large. Right, no, that's an important point. Uh, we'll leave it there, Susita. Thanks so much for making some time for us. We really appreciate this. All right, thank you very much. All right, so there you go. That's Susita Wanagarate, one of the authors of this study, talking about what they found uh, and maybe how to to counteract this. I mean, it's it's a challenge. Obviously, there were those who were texting to point out. Well, hang on a second here, because we say that abortion's legal. It's a choice between a woman and a doctor, or between a woman, a doctor, and God, whatever. So there you go. That comes with the turf then. And I don't think anybody's necessarily disagreeing with that. Uh, there has been some suggestion made that maybe women not be told the, the sex of their baby. But that would be unfair because I, I think families legitimately want to know. I don't know that you can withhold that information. I don't know that you can have a policy where you say, well, we'll only withhold it for women of a certain ethnic background. You're going to run into problems there. So maybe there's little you can do. Uh, but what's interesting, though, there's a quote from another one of the researchers here. It says, we really don't understand why this is still happening in Canada. A story from the CBC quotes the director of the South Asian Women's Center in Toronto. It says, these findings confirm what her organization has seen and heard from women for years. Uh, She says, quote, I'm not saying it happens across the board, but definitely among more traditional South Asian families, there appears to be a desire to have a male child. Some of the potential reasons mothers would abort females can be traced to both cultural and economic reasons. Traditionally, sons take care of elderly parents and their families also receive dowries in marriage. So the birth of a boy is a joyous occasion. She said, I think it comes down from traditions of patriarchy. It's very sad because she's under pressure to have that male child. And she actually, in many ways, has no choice. Uh, I think coercing somebody into having an abortion, you could have a legal case there for some kind of intervention. But uh, look, I mean, if people are brought up to think this way, then the women think this way, the men think that way. I don't think you can say one is necessarily to blame. Anyway, 403-974-8255. We'll take a quick break here. We're going to come back. Uh, your thoughts on this issue. We've got some other news to get to as well. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.